KC Corner episode 68. And what a fantastic <laughs> episode. It is the Brooks Robinson episode. Today <laughs> is the day, Brooksy's birthday. We are celebrating a quarter century. Yes. Yeah. Twenty-five. The silver anniversary. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all about me today. It's all about yeah. you, Brooksy. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know this. We had this all set up, but we have a studio audience. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are here. Say hi to the people. Hello, people. Good morning. <laughs> and the great thing is, is they've come with the best stories of Brooks. Oh yeah, uh, all uh, the dirt. All the dirt. I mean, I have you. to leave the room. They're just going to talk the whole time. So let me just say to the listeners, today's going to be a four-hour episode. So uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's not true. But you know, Brooks, he's uh, an amazing young man. What a blessing he is to so many. Mom, was he always this great? Always, always. Never a minute of trouble. Never a minute? No. Oh, come on. Never. He's the fair-haired child? I think that Mary was the only other one that could say there's never been a minute of trouble. How about you, Robbie? He just had 30 seconds of trouble every now and then. Okay, very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, you know, uh, what a joy seeing him grow up. And uh, uh, did did he enjoy all sports? Was it always just baseball? All sports, um, he just was better at baseball. Yeah. But we watched him foul out a few basketball Yeah, games. I remember the foul outs, <laughs> and, and uh, they were bad. And then there was the, uh, he was the receiver in football for that right. one season of football that Caleb and him played. So. And we went 0-6, and, and football in Florida in September sucks because it's 100 degrees. Oh, it is so hot. <laughs> it is so hot. And they were he not learned very good. quickly that that wasn't for him. Oh, that's right. Well, but i tell you what, but what, what has been, has been an amazing young man and, and to follow him, so... You know, can you have a Brooks story? Is there a birthday or anything you guys remember? I just wanted to, I kind of woke up in the middle of the night. You ever have an epiphany just in the middle of the night? I do. I realized my son was going to be a quarter of a century old. Wow. And I, we're going to have the obligatory party with the gifts and all of that. Sure. But I wanted to publicly honor him. Oh, that's awesome. For the young man that he's become. And I know I'm going to totally embarrass him. <laughs> you know, he is an you amazing cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> you are not I'm in charge cut. of editing. You are too. not going to cut this. Right. Can't cut out mom, bro. There's a couple things you can't do, you know. Exactly. Maybe exactly. dad and me you can edit, but mom, no way. But, you know, he came from two very imperfect parents like all kids do. Mm-hmm. And when Brooks was in the womb, we started praying very specific prayers for him. Awesome. And some of the things we prayed, and Robbie, you can help me, but um, some of the things I remember were just that God would surround him with godly men and women who would exemplify the Christian life, and also that he would surround him with godly friends. And a Mm -hmm. shout out to Orangewood Christian School because Mm -hmm. it was the best decision we ever made. And the relationships that he has there uh, will be with him until the end of his life, I mean, and have impacted him greatly. Um, and also just to talk to him about the legacy that he's building and yeah. in, with his faith and his, mm. uh, he leads the young youth group at church or the young the, adults, the, the I should 20-somethings. say. The 20-somethings, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not youth group, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah young adults, sorry. <laughs> I haven't transitioned to mm-hmm. the adult part yet. That's probably something more about your counseling that you can't realize you got a 25-year-old yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there too, Vicky. Yeah. And also, just you know, I don't know. I think this the podcast was your idea, wasn't it, or was it Jeff? You know, it's his idea. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's a podcast king. He yeah, he that. is. He loves it. So they call me. He's an amazing golfer. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, amazing yeah, athlete. Golf. Uh, you know, he, and he suffered a setback. I mean, a big setback as a young man. Yeah. He was 15, I think, 14, 14, 14 <laughs> when he had to have uh, back-to-back back surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, you know that that's uh, left an impression upon him and, and even a, a foot issue at times but I'll never forget his attitude through that I mean you know to have a 14 year old whose life was going to take a radical turn especially one who was such a good baseball player mm-hmm. um, but to see what an, uh, a teammate he would become and um, you know even through that you go to Rollins and UCF and pitch in a World uh, Series uh, mm-hmm. uh, which was fantastic and the listeners don't know if that's a World Series what <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Yeah. 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 I'm a big ring at home people <laughs> <laughs> <It's> awesome <laughs> But he's, he's an amazing young man, you know, and I can always count on him. He's, he's very, you guys, whatever you did, he's, uh, for most, uh, uh, a lot of times when you have only one child, um, they think the world revolves around them, but Brooks is selfless and, uh, he cares about others really, really well. And, uh, well, it's funny you say that because his teachers used to tell me that they couldn't believe he was an only child. And I came from a family of five, so uh, I never wanted him to be like an only child. Right. And so when they told me that, it was like the best thing they could sure. say because I didn't want him to be a spoiled. Probably in some ways you're spoiled, <laughs> but <enough>. not. <laughs> yeah. Grandparents more so. Yeah, grand, yeah, shout out to the grandparents who spoil uh, him, which I did want to bring up because he comes from a, I just wanted to talk to him about the legacy that he's, that he's building. Yeah. He comes from a family who, on the paternal side and the maternal side, he, we've got a, um, he's got a cousin who is a Baptist preacher in Jacksonville, nice. 22 years old, leading wow. a church. Wow. I mean, it's like amazing. Incredible. Um, his, uh, my niece and her husband are in the ministry. They're starting, planting a church in wow. Palatka, Florida. Oh, that's fantastic. A place where they met. Awesome. Uh, he's paternal grandparents, faithful, faithful, have always served wherever they are. Um, Amazing grandfather has an amazing prayer ministry. He does. And everybody knows that King's Chapel knows Robbie Robinson. Yeah, I mean, instrumental in helping King's Chapel grow. So I just just want him to know that what he's doing today is going to impact impact his kids and his kids' kids. No doubt. And it's it's having an impact today. It's been beautiful. It's been really is. And so... Who's a better fisherman of the two of y'all? Oh, I'm definitely better. <laughs> I don't know, though. He caught up pretty quick, though. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's been a pleasure watching him grow. And like I said, the things that we prayed for, to watch all them come to fruition mm. is uh, is pretty amazing. And yeah. it's amazing how God works. Even through tough times, Yeah, you know, you look at it and, and you always think, oh, this big baseball career. But then again... Pretty much everybody he's played with is stopped now, and he's still got a career in, in baseball. baseball. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's yeah, it's funny so how true. God opens different doors. Yeah, but um, yeah, it just has been unbelievable to watch. It's so cool. It's been a good, been a good ride. Now I'm just ready for grandchildren to. Yeah. All right. So that was the. That and was the did, other couple prayers. Yeah, we did pray for that as well. Right. Yeah, we <laughs> so we keep can't those wait going. to meet his godly wife. Oh, it'll be <laughs> She's awesome. She's gonna be awesome. She's gonna, she better be awesome. <laughs> she better be top shelf, the Brooksy boy. Yeah. yeah, he is amazing. You know, he's got a name Brooks Robinson, one of the most famous baseball players ever, and he's named after a basketball player. Basketball which player. I, we don't have time for that story right now. But just, <laughs> just to know, that's the beauty of him. He's named after a Hall of Fame. I mean, he's not really named after. His name is the same as a Hall of Fame baseball player. Is it spelled the same? Same way? I spell the same oh, yeah. way. Brooks Robinson, and yet it was a 
it was an Orlando Magic player, right, Vicky? Yep. That you, that Brooks. So uh, Brooks Thompson. Brooks yeah. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. Which is which is great. You guys did a fantastic job. Thank you. No, really You really did. No, and, and love you guys, and just so grateful for Brooks. He is uh, he is incredible. What a blessing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you know, I know uh, one quick story about Brooks is that we did this KC Essentials and. I needed him to come set up the mics, and it's early, you know, and he's going to come volunteer. But Brooks just shows up. You can count on him, and, you know, he's going to be there. And uh, he's thoughtful, he's considerate, uh, and he is amazing. Uh, it's funny because I know that a lot of people who listen to KC Corner, which our growing audience, um, <laughs> have a vested interest in him as well. And they, they want to know, you know. Uh, can, has Brooks been set up with so and so or so and so? What's up, ladies? <laughs> so maybe we need to do like the Bachelor, you know, the, uh, the King yeah, Chef, the Bachelor, you know. And, uh, I, 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 let's do it. Yeah, we can there and everything. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So great. All right. Can I give his phone number? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. For sure. I'm kidding. Well, thank you for letting well, us stop by. Yeah. We really appreciate this. Thank you very thank much. You. I love you guys. Yeah, I love I you too, buddy. You go enjoy your enjoy your podcast here. Oh yeah. Uh, a a pleasure. And, and, and you know, you guys can stay. This, you can see the sausage being made mm-hmm. here and here. It's, it's a, you can heckle but us. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's very high tech. It's very, very high tech. tech yeah. Very high tech very up here in my study. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff, for letting us come in. With pleasure. Love you guys. Love you too. Um, uh, a great moment here in KC Cornerland. Thanks for joining us. Uh, feel the love. So on Brooks Robinson Day. Brooks Robinson Day. 68. So. <laughs> hey, what I meant to say on Sunday, you know, I mean, here I am transitioning. That was uh, perfect. Between, you're letting me get settled. Uh, exactly. You're the host now. <laughs> uh, between two uh, sermon series, uh, I'm excited about what we're going into. I'll tell you about that in a minute, what I hope to say. But, you know, really what I meant to say last week uh, and I said a lot last week. Is this? We are in a season in the church where we're looking at leadership. Uh, we're looking at you know what makes a, a, a church flourish and thrive, and leadership is going to be a big part of that. And as I was just reading through Scripture, Brooks, that that story of Saul in First Samuel 15 just so clearly portrays a man who doesn't have godly leadership, a man who did it for himself, who built a monument for himself. And you know, um, I realized halfway through that sermon with the baptism of the twins. And even just reading uh, 1 Samuel 15 alone, but, man, there's so much here. And I started getting really nervous. I mean, I'm wearing a suit. I don't usually wear a suit. I'm sweating. And I'm just trying to get through it all. And so, and I really appreciate God's people because they were so gracious to say that God used it. Uh, honestly, Sunday was a, was a struggle for me. It was a... Uh, it was some sermons because well, I wasn't in the booth. What's that? I wasn't in the booth. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't so much that, uh, um, you know, it was just so much. You just you sometimes wonder, am I just giving people too much? And mm-hmm. I love the background. I think the setup was was pretty good as far as getting us there in the background of the story. But clearly, uh, what I meant to say is, hey, you got a you got a man who just fails to do what God has commanded, and what God commanded was difficult, but he failed to do it. And I think of our own lives. How many times has God said, thou shalt not, or you shall do this, and we don't? And uh, um, and sometimes just then the excuses that come up, like Saul tried to try to get his own excuses, and he failed to live for God's glory. I mean, he, like all of us, was building a monument to himself. I mean, isn't that our life? Don't we live our lives building monuments to ourselves? And, uh, you know, when, when he was confronted, he really failed to show true godly repentance, like, 
the repentance we see from David when he was confronted and um, and how God needed a, a better king and how that all points to Jesus. And so I, I love trying to land in that reality as well as, hey, this is a story like all stories of the Bible. It's not just a moral story, but how does it show it's Jesus? And uh, we need a king who will obey God. And that's what Jesus loved to do with the fathers. We need a king who would not only obey, but he is the sacrifice. How incredible is that? Uh, you know, to obey is better than sacrifice. And uh, a king who is beautiful like Jesus. So I don't know if we got there and pointed there close enough, but that's that's what I kind of hope to say. Well, I'd like the, you know, he seeked after, oh my gosh, what was that word? Um, seeked after the honor and, and, you know, voices of the people. That's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. cared about and just made himself so great, like made idols and monuments of himself and just put him in a place of God um, and made himself and viewed himself as so big when in reality it's so small and it's not for the glory of him, it's for the glory of God. Amen. You know, Brooks, in the, in the, in the reality is I could read that and say, oh man, Saul, what a moron. But uh, with the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I see my myself there too and just say oh man how many times have i uh listened to the voice of of and feared the voice of mm -hmm. men you mm -hmm. know how many decisions have i made really more for jeff's glory than god's glory or you know the fear of men and what they think of me and and so i wanted to throw a lot of stones at saul and say what a knucklehead uh he seemed to miss a lot um but every stone i picked up to throw it, it felt the weight of this could be thrown at me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and so and I think that's what scripture does. It kind of shows us our own picture too, you know? And so I think uh, I, I've read through scripture and I hope this doesn't sound boastful, but I, I've read through, especially the Israelites, I've repented. I've read their stuff and I'm repenting. Like, oh God, I've done the same thing. You know, I mean, I probably would have built that golden calf or whatever, <laughs> you know I mean? Just, um, and I, I think there's something beautifully sensitive about just not reading the story and just seeing uh the, the log in other people's or the plank in other people's eyes you see that in our own as well in our own sinfulness so mm -hmm. yeah. i mean it's not the only story i mean starting with adam and eve in the garden everyone yeah. wants to be great and be god and everything yeah, so exactly. it's every, every kind of everyone kind of deals with that same pressure and we've always been that way ever since right even mm -hmm. with the excuses we saw it from saul mm -hmm. yeah that's good what, so what moving on moving on to your uh new sermon yeah. series it's going to be in First Timothy, um, which is like an owner's manual uh, for how to operate the church. Uh, so, and I thought about that last yesterday. I'm trying to think of a good fancy title of, of this. I think it's like "Flourishing in the Household of God" is the title. <laughs> and in, but it really, in many ways, is like an owner's manual. And I thought, you know, who reads an owner's manual? You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, forget this. I'm just going to jump right in." But God has given us for His bride uh, a how-to, and He He does it beautifully through Paul to Timothy, a young pastor probably a little bit older than you, but about your age, uh, that's got a big responsibility um, to lead the church. And right now he's in Ephesus. And really what I hope to say is, hey, we got to look to this, this, this manual and it's going to tell us uh, how we are to live, how we are to function, how we are to behave as the household of God, the church of the living God. That's the phrase it uses, the household of God, the church of the living God. I mean, that's, that's who we are. And it's going to tell us, you know, what we need to do and, and, the, and the, the places, the people we have to have as far as leaders go. And so this will be an introduction. And I hope to introduce Paul and Timothy. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Timothy's one of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Paul is like superhero. It's like, you know, you got this superhero that it's like this should be in an Avengers movie, you know. And then you have this normal knucklehead, this timid, timid Timothy that had his stuff. So what I really hope to say is, hey, church, here's a letter for us. And here's a letter that will help us learn what we need to do. Mm -hmm. So 
that's that's where we hope to start. Well, kind of segue into the reason for God. I think it's in a later chapter. It talks about the community of a church and how the church needs to hold standards for its members uh, of their beliefs, just like any other community, whatever, you know, they have a standard of belief to be a part of that. But to non-believers, obviously, we love them, accept them, hang out with them and everything. But within the church, having our own standards. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And, you know, I, I'm kind of stunned again because... I think it's in later chapters. I mean, here, here Brooks is, you know. <laughs> no big hey, deal. Hey, teacher, I not only did my homework. I, I, can I'm you collect ahead. it now? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone ahead and I'm, uh, <laughs> can you collect it now? Exactly. Remind the teacher we had can homework. You, didn't, you, didn't you want us to turn this in? Oh, man. Brooks, you tell me you weren't that guy. Total nerd. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we stuffed that kid in lockers. I the guy in the back saying, oh, man, I forgot about it. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, reason for God. And what a, what a good chapter. Um and it really, I think, hits, again, the nail on the head with some people's difficulty with God is how can a good God allow pain and suffering? Either he's not good. You look at the events of the world and say, there's no way God is good in all the things that happen that aren't good or that he's not all sufficient or all powerful. He's neither not powerful enough to stop it or he's not good enough to stop it. What is it? And so that's the dilemma. I, I love the way Keller said that dilemma is not just for Christians or those of faith. That's the dilemma for everybody. It's interesting how it was actually the evil and the unjustness of the world that helped C.S. Lewis when he was wrestling with atheism mm-hmm. of not believing. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what do we what do we use for what is just? I mean, how do you have a, a justice meter without a God? How mm-hmm. can you have that? And if life is only about the survival of the fittest and evolution uh, and that death and destruction are part of that process... That's out of the equation. So I think it's a really interesting argument. Did you think that was an interesting argument? It was, yes, it was a very interesting argument. You know, of just kind of, and, and then I think the other argument was was that was someone who says uh, pointless evil. It was talking about you know, hey, this pointless evil was, was that the word it used? I can't remember. If it was pointless or senseless or mm-hmm. something along those lines. But you know, what is pointless and senseless to one may not be pointless and senseless to the other. Mm-hmm. And to say that nothing good could come out of this is arrogant and that's that's a it's step of faith thinking that they could see everything and yeah off that too it said just because you can't imagine a good reason why something bad would happen doesn't mean that there isn't one yeah ex- exactly and i like that brooks because but i and at the same time um i still wrestle and i think that's true with everybody it's mm-hmm. like um katie had cancer in 2009 we're not ready yet to say oh woohoo we, she had cancer that was fantastic mm-hmm. journey we saw a lot of good that came from that, mm-hmm. but that was some hard things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even our, my transition a few years ago, there was a lot of pain that came from that. And, but, you know, King's Chapel and mm-hmm. Casey Corner, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good things that emerged from that pain. So, uh, yeah. But uh, God sent Jesus to suffer as well. I mean, he was executed on the cross and what he went through. And it talks about, you know, maybe the biggest suffering in our lives is losing a relationship, whether it's a loved one um, or anything like that. And he was cut off from his perfect relationship with his father. And putting it that way, I can't imagine the agony that he went through and the suffering he went through. That's a great point, Brooks. And, you know, I I really thought that was very poignant in the book of of that God himself puts himself on the hook of suffering. Mm -hmm. And literally he puts his son on the hook on the cross of suffering and you know i i too brooks when i when it talked about you know you lose a spouse a lifelong mate you know that's a that's a tragic loss mm-hmm. but if they've they, they've been together for eternity you mm-hmm. know there, there was never a time that the father and son have been separated and i thought it was interesting too the way it, he portrayed the way keller 
looked at Jesus's death versus the martyrs, like, like right after Jesus's death, they had the confidence of heaven. The martyrs were like, yeah, they're getting torn from limb to limb saying, bring it on, you know? <laughs> and Jesus was in agony. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus was uh, in shock. I mean, he's sweating blood. He's He's begging the Father to say, isn't there another way? Can't you take this cup from me? Mm-hmm. And to see that God himself has put himself into suffering. And But why'd he do it? To make all things new. Mm-hmm. That to unwind all the suffering. That there, that, that there is a hope in the midst of suffering. And I, I think at the end of the day, Christianity is different and better than anything else. Because we have a God who suffers with us. Um, we have a God who suffered for us. And we have a God who's through his suffering, we are healed. And don't understand it all. We're still going to have some pretty tragic stories this side of glory. But to, to, to know that everything evil and do- broken and, and wrong is going to be undone. Man, that's such good news. Mm-hmm. And it really humanizes them, you know, begging like, is there any other way? I don't want to go through this sweating blood like you said. Yeah. Incredible oh, stuff. Incredible that, that stuff. Is incredible stuff. And it's it's hard. I mean, to accept suffering and pain and everything in this world, it's part of it. But to just be like, it's you know, accept that fact is very very hard, especially it's when so you're in true. the midst of it. You know, and, and and another great point. He, I think Keller talked about somebody in his church that had lost a spouse and had some children with, with Down syndrome or something like that, and it just wasn't an easy answer uh, for anybody. And even for myself reading this, you know, there's a sense where, okay, this makes sense. Okay, this shines light into the darkness. But at the same time, there's still, I still don't like it. There's mm-hmm. still, there's still something awful about what seems like pointless suffering. But again, Christianity will give us the big picture of why uh, to a degree as far as, he won't tell you specifically like, hey, you're, you had back surgery because of this. I don't know why you had to have it at 14. That was a hard thing. But um, at the same time, can we trust our, our God? Mm-hmm. We can't end it on a bad note. So at the end of the chapter, it says how uh, everything sad is going to become untrue and will be even greater than before because of it once being broken and lost. Yeah, that's a Lewis quote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that was at the end there. So everything's going to be better. It's yeah. like when your dog, yeah. if you your dog runs away and you lost him for two days, but then he comes, you come see him coming running down the road. You know how happy you are to see that dog again. That's awesome. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It'll all become untrue and all all be, be a perfect world. It, after it'll that. be better because it was lost and broken. Exactly. Exactly. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That incredible is good stuff. news right there, bro. <laughs> love it. Happy birthday, Brooksy boy. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. I know you K- had a big day at work. So. Casey knew your Casey uh, updates before we uh, go. Communion this up, upcoming weekend, which will be great. Uh, on the 13th, um, we're going to have a, a luncheon that we're really excited about. All the King's men are back this Sunday. And... Uh, I'm going to have the audacity to ask them to come to my 515 hockey game that we're going to hang out afterwards. So Get a fan great. club for you. Exactly. Love it. So, All right. See you guys. Blessings all.